Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oak Lawn, Midlothian, Oak Forest, Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! And belly on up to the nine foot homemade oak bar, pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris, that's Bill, that's Mike. This is Southside Pod, 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb covering the South Side of Chicago. It's all brought to you by Tom Walsh, your Edward Jones financial advisor. Tom, weathering the storm of the last year or so, taking care of my money, Bill's money, and a lot of other retirement funds here on the South Side doing a great job. If you need some help, you want to talk to an expert, give him a call, 773-779-0023, or stop in right on the corner of 111th and Kedzie. We're going to Tinley Park, and we're hanging out at Hailstorm Brewing. They have an Oktoberfest coming up. In fact, we're going to be at a bunch of them. We'll tell you about each and every one over the next month and a half. You thought Bill was negative last week. Wait until you hear what his pet peeve is this week. And we've got all of your happenings on the Southside Pod Bulletin Board. But first, joining me on the phone line right now, we're very fortunate to have him for the very first time on the show from the Beverly Review, the sports editor of that publication, Tim O'Brien on the line. How are you, Tim? I'm good, Chris. How are you, man? Uh, Great. Look, you cover a lot, a lot of sports. Uh, generally, you're, you're Beverly, you're Mount Greenwood, you're Evergreen Park area. Uh, you stretch out into the suburbs, I believe, when you're covering a lot of the different Catholic schools that are on the south side as well. Like, uh, Tell me a little bit about how much work goes into a given week for you during the football season. Because once high school football comes around on the south side, I would imagine you're very busy. You got it, a thousand percent. I mean, fall with the high school sports, when it kicks in from football, volleyball to soccer, cross country, swimming, all this stuff, it's fun. But uh, but like you said, obviously football's a major focus. I cover a lot of really good programs who've done a lot at the state level, conference level. So basically from... The week or so before Labor Day and through Thanksgiving, it's football and it's volleyball. So, so yeah, my usual running line is if uh, you see me and my hair is not on fire, it's a good day. Cause, <laughs> you know, I'm out running around talking to somebody. Are there certain programs that you find yourself just maybe because they're they're good or maybe because you you have a history with them personally? I don't know. Are there certain programs that you find yourself gravitate to a little bit more than others? Usually when people ask, because, uh, you know, I'm, I, I cover the teams I cover and I do root for them, but I try and write as neutrally as possible. I'm not one-sided. It's, it's so year to year, it's, it's really easy when people are like, hey, you cover this guy a lot or hey, you cover that team. It's fun because I have really great teams. So I don't have connections to any specific ones, but like this year, Mount Carmel football, St. Rita football, Rice had a big one uh, over Hillcrest last week. Marist is a solid team, and you know we covered schools. So I have a, a really rich like football area 
that makes my job really easy because there's a lot to cover, but it's complicated because there's a lot to cover. So it's a little bit of everything, but I've got really good programs across all of the sports. So there's always a lot to cover, especially in the fall season. I, I always felt the South Side really loves its its high school football season. Uh, I know that I lived for a short amount of time, though, in the Ohio Valley, Wheeling, West Virginia. I met my wife out there. They have full stadiums that are built, uh, it, which which remind me of like minor league ballparks. It's insane. Their Friday night lights. They are they are tailgating all day long in the in the school parking lot at eleven o'clock in the morning while the kids are in school for <laughs> right. a late night game. Like they're, they're insane. Yeah, they're they're nuts. They have nothing else out there. There's no pro sports, so we don't get that entirely here. But it seems like the scene, and especially maybe over the last couple of decades, it's gotten even more intense. I don't remember it being as big where I would see tailgating tents across the street from the school property where people are setting up and making it an event. How much has it grown over the last few years as you've watched it? And how intense is it getting right now with fan followings of high school sports? It's always interesting to kind of follow along with these games because there's such a history, like you said, of the the Chicago Catholic League, and in recent years when they merged with the East Suburban Catholic, that there's traditions and rivalries that go back 100 years when St. Rita plays Mount Carmel. Uh, more recently, Brother Rice and Maris have become just a, a rivalry to watch no matter what sport they play. But these environments, it's just fun to kind of see, especially post-pandemic or, as, you know, hopefully towards the end of the pandemic as we are, that there's crowds again. And I think fans and sports fans, whether it's parents, it's, it's classmates, it's your casual Southside football fan, you pack a couple thousand people in and week one can feel like a state championship game. It's always interesting. There's always a following. And yeah, there's criticisms with streaming options and I can stay home and watch it. But for the most part, a good football game still has that good energy that uh, you, you can't beat, especially at the high school level. Uh, whether it's private, it's public, you know, everybody's got their following. So it, it, it's always fun uh, to just kind of see where these matchups go. And you talk about the big programs that are in the area that you cover. I would imagine Mount Carmel, one, one of the top teams right now in the state, Brother Rice, uh, they're they're a top team in the state right now. Uh, who who else am I missing? Who are you covering that uh, is showing up on these lists right now, early in the season, as really contenders to go down state, make some noise, and possibly win it? Like you said, Mount Carmel is the big one. They were uh, we don't do rankings at the the the, the Beverly Review, but th- if I did, they'd be number one. They just return a a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, they they had a huge win week one over St. Rita. And the craziest part of it was that St. Rita has some high expectations and still does. And Mount Carmel won pretty easily. So Mount Carmel is the favorite. I think they're a big, you know, big threat to go in the 7-8 title. St. Rita is the same thing. They can rebound real easily uh, with a lot of talent back. Um, Their schedule is brutal, and it's not going to get any easier. They got Brother Rice this weekend and Loyola Week 3. So talk about a heck of a run out of the gauntlet. There's some talent all over the area. When you look at St. Ignatius is coming off a big season last year, a little hiccup week one, but can they regroup? Marist is always a threat. They had a tough loss to Glenbard West, but, you know, they're, they're Marist. They're going to be fine. They'll get their five, six wins and get in the playoffs. It's going to be a fun year. There's a lot, of, a lot of teams with some question marks that we'll see how it develops, and Brother Rice is high on that list. They lost so much from last year's team, and 
They have a first-year coach with uh, a really impressive resume. So we'll see where they go, but there's some there's some big hitters out there with football this year, and uh, it's going to be a fun fall to see how far they can take it in the state playoffs. It's early in the season. Is there anything that stood out to you in the first weekend? Mount Carmel is really good. I know I'm repeating myself. They, uh, they had a sluggish first quarter against St. Rita, and they came out firing in the second quarter. They had four touchdowns in the second period alone. You know, the their reputation under Frank Plenty for years was that option attack. They're going to run it down your throats. And they can still do that, but they can fling it with the best of them. They've got a passing attack. They're going to be a team to watch. If you're a casual football fan, go check them out this year if you can, whether they're home or away. That's a, a team that can do some damage. St. Ignatius losing to St. Pat's in a close game was kind of a surprise. Brother Rice didn't just beat Hillcrest. They, they, they rolled past them. So that matchup this week, this Friday against St. Rita is a, a, a big one to kind of see. Can Rice continue? Can Rita turn it around? And then uh, Morgan Park had a huge win on Friday night over at Gately against uh, uh, Richard's team that is consistently one of the best in the South Suburban Conference and has made some uh, made a lot of noise in the state playoffs over the last decade plus. So it'll be interesting to see as Morgan Park gets into the public league schedule. They got a very winnable game this weekend against Rich Township. They got a lot of young talent. So Morgan Park will be a team to watch. A lot to be determined, like you said, but uh, it's always going to be interesting. You know, you, you mentioned that Brother Ice Rita game a couple of times is happening this weekend. It, I would assume you would say right away, probably the biggest matchup or one of the big matchups of the weekend. Something else you might not have mentioned yet? Is there something that you're kind of like keeping a, a side eye on this weekend that you're you're kind of paying attention to? It's always week two, that, that week two matchup of like, can teams continue what they did? Can they reverse it? Um, there's, there's some cool matchups locally. I know, uh, Marist is facing Richards. Can they kind of clean some things up? Uh, Evergreen is, uh, playing over at Carver. That should be a win for the Mustangs, but they've got a lot of talent. So can you get that second win and then head into conference with a a head of steam? Um, St. Lawrence is opening, uh, is playing their first game on a new turf field. I know they're looking to get back in the win column after a tough one against Moline, but yeah. The uh, the fastball down the middle for me this week is Brother Rice at St. Rita. That's uh, it's the first time they've played since 2018, and you couldn't have two different results from week one. So, do you regroup? Can you keep rolling? It's two of the Catholic League's best. It's uh, an area rivalry, so. You can't mess that one up. That's uh, that's my can't miss game this week. Awesome. Tim O'Brien is the editor of the sports section, Beverly Review. You can follow the Beverly Review on Twitter at BevRevNews or just follow Tim at Tim underscore O'Brien 10 and check out everything that Tim's writing about, BeverlyReview.net. Tim, we'd love to have you back on throughout the season and beyond. Uh, it sounds to me like you've got your finger right on the pulse of everything going on right now on the south side, especially when it comes to high school football i really appreciate you jumping on the show for sure chris i appreciate you having me and yeah give us uh give us a call whenever you need it what was a rabbit's name in bambi it was thumper what's this called in radio speak it's called a bumper it's a bumper as bill and mike grab their bar stools here at the nine foot homemade oak bar and settle in let me tell you real quick about hyatt home medical equipment the place on the south side for anything from diabetes control. You need a CPAP machine or an upgrade. You need an oxygen tank or an extra one around the home or over at your parents' place. Plus, they'll do upgrades to your bathroom. They'll put little bathroom aids around so nobody falls. 
They'll retrofit the bathtub. They'll put a ramp outside the home. They'll get a chairlift installed. You name it, they'll take care of it. They even have the specialized beds and recliners. Stop in and see them in their big, beautiful showroom and mention Southside Pod. You get a discount plus they work with your insurance carrier. They're going to get you the lowest out-of-pocket price possible. See all they have to offer at hhme.com or see them at 3518 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. I don't think there's a piece of medical equipment, though, to deal with the way you walk around each and every week and find something wrong with the world. What's bugging you this week? What's your pet peeve? So there was a local bar that has been trying to... And this is Mount Greenwood, so they're trying to do kids stuff, just basically get the, the parents in there. At a bar? In a, in a parking lot. Okay. I know bar. what you're talking about. Yeah. We mentioned it on Southside Pod maybe it about a month or so like ago. Mount anyway, Greenwood, a lot I know of people well. might know what we're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Well, yeah. Not a bad place. Not a bad place in terms of food. Good food. Great. Solid yeah. bar. Right. I like the atmosphere. So Good hot do, wings. They do kids' things in the parking lot sometimes. Right. Um, princess parties. Yeah. Tonight was a reptile party. I know exactly like what you're talking about. Okay. Idea. If you ever wonder, like, if you see, like, wow, I wonder how that kid got to be such an entitled little jerk. Or, oh, look at the parents. Why is that kid butting in line? Or, <laughs> right. why, did that, why, what is my, why is that kid holding a toy and that other kid just came up and just grabbed it out of his hands? Or, like, where did this kid learn this from? Just go to one of these events and see how the parents act. Yeah. And it was just... Telling and awful. So deep down at the at its core, the thing that drives you nuts the most about the world, the thing that angers you the most, are bad parents that make bad people. Yes. Right? Because it's, the, it's a cycle of badness. Right. It's like they're jerks and they're the reason their kids are jerks. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that when their kid does something wrong one day, they're going to be like, I don't know why you acted that way. I raised, him, times, I raised him with all this love. And a lot of times it's just entitlement. and But most of the time it's... Parents that aren't attentive or, and I don't want to say caring because I'm sure they love their kids, but it doesn't really seem like it when you're more worried about, you know, spilling your white claw or your, or your glass of wine while your kid is being a real jerk on the other side of the park yeah. or parking lot or fest or wherever you're at, right? Uh, and that drives me crazy. So, but here, I'm trying to thing. teach my girls to be um, strong, but still respectful. So like wait in line, start a line if there's not one, you know. But you see kids just bumping in front of them. And then I see the look back from my girl sometimes. Like, Dad, like he just went in front of me. Or he just pushed me aside and, and took my turn. And I don't know how to teach the line of, no, you push your way back and say, I was first or I was next versus being respectful. You know, because I don't want him to be a bully back. But I don't want him to get uh, walked on either. Right. But it's a you tough are, thing to figure out. If you are show weakness, you're going to get walked on. Right. So I'm trying to find that line. And yeah. the kids learn it from the parents. And that's what I hate about people the most is just, just ignorant people who have no respect. People that you see them at the park and they, they drink their drink and they'll just throw it on the ground. Uh, that's not a lot of people, but it happens. And I just see it. And a lot of the times I'm super passive and I'll turn up. I'm like, don't worry. I'll get that for you right in front of them. And I'll put it in the garbage. Or I'll say to my girls, no, honey, let's pick up the garbage because they're too lazy to do it. So let's do it for them. You know, and I'll kind of passively. And Passive most of the people, yep. it doesn't even bother because they have no shame. And they don't care whatsoever. They don't even hear you. But I don't care. I am teaching and instilling good values into my daughters. You're making passive-aggressive people. 
I probably, yeah. yeah. I'm probably part of the problem. I'm probably, you know, I, you're can right. Can you imagine that somewhere there's another podcast where the guy's like, what's your number one pet peeve? He's like, I was at a park. <laughs> I threw my Doritos bag down because I knew someone would pick it up. And this jerk tried to tell his daughters that I'm an a-hole. Yeah, that's the alternate podcast that's happening somewhere. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. Hailstorm Brewing, Tinley. I love this place. One of the reasons I love this place is because... There's a great selection of beers. I think that when you walk into a brewery, you love it when you could try a bunch of different things. And then the the other thing that I love about it is that there's something new. They have their staples. There's something new. Chris Schiller's sitting here. He, he's the owner. He's 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 having an Oktoberfest. We're getting ready to try out this. It's going to be my first Oktoberfest of the season. Chris, how are you? I am great. It's great to be with you, Chris. Glad you're here. Always fun when you come visit. Let's have some beer. I, listen, first off, Oktoberfest are some of my favorite kinds of beers. It's weird to say that because I think it's it's a seasonal thing for sure. You never really want to drink one in June. You're not, you know, you get to February, you feel bad that there might be one stuck in your fridge. You're like, how did I not finish this? Like, I feel like it's a timing thing. I get to this time of the year, and now it's straight Oktoberfest, and when I get in November, I'm trying to finish them because I want to get ready for my my Christmas ales and my my winter stuff. So I have a very finite amount of time, but I love them. What makes a good Oktoberfest in your mind? It's, it's a balance of malty and crisp, basically, and a very clean German lager. So it's really called a Marzen or a Merzen style from Germany traditionally. And you get a certain amount of backbone of maltiness, a little bit of dry crispness. It's a clean lager. It just needs to be clean and straight up on the flavors. And that's, and that's the best you can do. And that's um, what we always strive for here. Uh, we think we really nailed it this year with our, with our Oktoberfest. Um, we would love everyone to come give it a try. Will Turner's sitting down here next to us. He's the brewer here at Hailstorm. He's been here now since the beginning of the year and he's pumping out all kinds of stuff. So Will, first of all, how are you? I'm doing well. Sorry I'm late for the party. No, don't worry about it. So listen, I was just about to ask this question. I'm going to ask you. So Chris is talking about Oktoberfest and the style of beer that it is. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, you know, technically it's a, it's a Marzen. That's, that's what that is. So in Germany, do they have Oktoberfest beers or do they not use that term? Is that an American type term? Well, the Meritzen refers to March, but they do have fest versions of the Meritzens as well that they will put out for Oktoberfest for the, for the festival and everything. Um, the fest beers tend to be a little bit lighter in color, um, but yeah, the alcohols and everything will differ a, a bit as well. So what goes into a good Oktoberfest in your mind? Because I was just telling Chris, this is one of my favorite styles of beers. I look forward to this time of year, but I feel like I have about two months and then I got to finish them all in my fridge and move on to the winter ale. So I, uh, I got to get all of them while I can. So what, what goes into a good one? A lot of time and a lot of love, for sure. You're back there hugging the uh, containers. Um, well, what, what we're doing first of all, we're yeah, we're starting out with a, a lot of good raw materials, which you definitely need. But um, we're trying to get ours to be nice and rich and malty, um, and then enough hops to balance, and then. Um, you know, ours came out a little bit higher in alcohol, so it's in that 6% range. Um, you know, next year we'll make some adjustments to get it down a little, a little bit lower um, so you guys can drink another, an extra liter uh, when you stay here. But, yeah, really we're, 
fermenting it as we do with our standard lagers, but um, we gave this a full two months of um, you know fermentation maturation, and you know so and that's the term lager comes from the from the cold storage, uh, you know, and the aging process. So um, yeah, that was crashing. You know, we gave it a full two months, so we brewed it back in June, just so we could give it that full two months and have it ready and. You know, the release dates are getting earlier and earlier for the Oktoberfest beers, so um, we wanted to make sure that we got it out at the beginning of August, so we brewed it accordingly. So, Chris, you got an Oktoberfest coming up here at Hailstorm out in Tinley. Yep, 80th Avenue and 186th in Tinley Park. That's right, 80th Avenue and 186th. Gotcha, okay. So, you have an Oktoberfest going on two days the 24th and 25th of September. That's We're going to get out here for one of those days. We're going to come on to Sunday and uh, drink some beers with you. But people can get out here for two days. So, like, tell me about this. Is this a annual thing at Hailstorm? Is this a new thing? Is this a bigger thing? What can people expect? It is an annual thing. We've done it pretty much every year since we've opened. It gets bigger every year. This is actually the first year that we've done two days in a row. And we are going to have, of course, our Oktoberfest, most all of our regular beers, and then we will actually throw out a bunch of special one, two-day release beers just for the, for the Oktoberfest that you won't normally be able to get here. So we'll, we'll do fruited beers and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. We're going to blow the doors off this place, so don't miss it. Uh, will, I, I saw you watering hops outside of Hailstorm. I remember when you first got here, and they were little hops. Now you got big, giant sections of hops growing outside this place. So the vines have really taken off. Uh, they're nice. They're actually flowering. Oftentimes they don't flower uh, year one, so we do have hops out there. Now I'm not sure how their oil contents and everything are going to be um, in terms of using them this year, but um, you know we still got another couple of weeks, and we'll see. It's you know it's going to be time to harvest pretty soon. Um, so ideally, we'd be able to throw a little bit of those hops into a one-off. You know, perhaps it'll be pouring at Oktoberfest. Your Morley did really well, from what I could tell. That was one of your new ones when you came walking in the door here. I've had people comment on it, and they liked it. So is there something coming down the pipe that you're excited about that's coming out soon? Uh, we're pretty much going to concentrate on getting some of the, you know, some of the regulars back in. You know, so um, just got the get, got more of the Southside Red going. Uh, tomorrow we'll be brewing Cumulus. We just got the Oktoberfest over. We had we ended up filling the big tank, the big fermenter. Uh, so we had 60 barrels of Oktoberfest. Um, that's still in a bright tank, so that's going to need to get going. Um, but in the other bright tank, we do have the Key Lime Pie forklift training. So that'll be coming out. So that is uh, it is a kettle sour pastry. Um, beer, so it does have vanilla and lactose in it for the sweetness to balance the kettle souring. We use lacto, uh, lactobacillus in the wort in the kettle to um, get it to sour, uh, and then you know we add some of the other flavorings to it as well. Um, so you're going to have a lot of the sweetness. You're going to have some of that tart acidity that comes from the key lime juice and also from the lactic fermentation. Well, I've tasted the Oktoberfest here while Will was talking, and uh, smooth, good, exactly what I would want to expect from a good Oktoberfest. You must be proud of this one. Uh, absolutely. We've gotten feedback already from tastings out in the community that it's the best Oktoberfest they've ever had. Uh, you know, that's a really nice thing to hear. Um, we think basically every better every year we get a little bit better on, on the, the delivery of that. 
one cool thing we've got at our Oktoberfest this year, we have logoed glass boots to drink out of that you I can drink out of Das Boot? Yes, absolutely. And and beer steins too that are logoed that uh, basically uh, once once you get those then the refills are uh, definitely less expensive. So so it'll be a pretty cool thing to have. It's awesome. All right, so get out the hailstorm, try out the Oktoberfest, the complete list of brews and uh, make sure that you're here for Oktoberfest. Uh, it's going to be on the 24th and the 25th of September. Southside Pod's going to be hanging out on Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Will, do you uh, do you get down in Oktoberfest? Does the brewer get to have some fun? I will be having fun, absolutely. <laughs> and did we did we already discuss the name of the Oktoberfest? What is it? Take me to your liter. Oh, I love that name. I love it. You saved the best for last right there. Is there an alien on the can? Yes, there is. That's awesome. Will Turner. Chris Schiller, Hailstorm Brewing. Uh, make sure you check them out out in Tinley Park. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers. It is now time for your Southside Pod Bulletin Board, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. They also offer great CBD products and a full taster bar. Check them out online at coolcloudsvapor.com or give them a visit, 3837 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. So you heard Hailstorm talk about their Oktoberfest, a two-day event. We're going to be at one of those two days. We are going to be at a lot of Oktoberfest. Visit Southside Pod on the following days. Mark them down. The 24th of September, Pollyanna's Oktoberfest at the Forge in Lamont. Southside Pod's going to be there. On the 25th, Hailstorm's Oktoberfest in Tinley Park. On the 1st of October, Open Outcry Brewing having their first Oktoberfest ever. Southside Pod going to be there as well. And on the 8th of October, we will be in Evergreen Park for their village-wide Oktoberfest. That's just the beginning. We'll see if anybody else invites us. We're down to party and drink beer. This weekend, Friday, 7 p.m., Ramblin' Dino, Waco Brothers at Blue Island Beer Company with their protest music in an aggressive folk music style. $10 suggested donation. Back over to Hailstorm on Saturday the 3rd, 6 p.m., live music from Joe Orozco. At Cork and Carry on Western Avenue Sunday, 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. on the 4th, Rocks Off is going to be performing. It is their annual day before Labor Day party at Cork and Carry in the Beer Garden. Also on Sunday, Oak Forest Park District putting on the Old Times Family Picnic. It kicks off at 12 p.m. Get out to the picnic grounds for children's rides and races, dancing, food and beverages for purchase, games, a big giant slide, DJ, music, water balloon toss, pretty much anything you can think of. Should be a great weekend, the big extended weekend here on the South Side. Remember, if you're trying to spice up your food at your barbecue, Sid Sauce, they've got their small batch flavor-packed sauces. They grow the peppers, they bottle the sauces. They do everything here in small batches on the South Side and they deliver. Hot sauce makes everything better. They're the only folks I use. They have a flavor for any kind of food. Check them out at SidSauce.net. They're one of the great local startup businesses on the South Side. You will find a lot of those at farmer's markets like the one that they have every Wednesday in Payless Heights, 12217 South Harlem Avenue from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. It happens every Wednesday through October the 5th. Make sure you check that out. 
That is your Southside Pod Bulletin Board. If you have something for the Bulletin Board or want to reach out, do so through southsidepod.com. My kid had to buy books for high school. By the way, I thought everything's like on an iPad now. No, there was a three hundred dollar Catholic schools real no. books. A yeah. three how old hundred dollar <laughs> history book. What three hundred dollars for a history book? It's a Catholic school, so it doesn't even have dinosaurs in it. Right, there's probably no dinosaurs. <laughs> And it's used. It was Carl Everett from the White Sox who claimed that demons had placed bones under the ground to throw us off and dinosaurs weren't real. The devil yep. planted the bones there. That was he his won a truth. World Series yeah. for the, for the South Side. Truth. Yeah, that, that was, was his truth. truth. That was his truth. He, he was just speaking his truth. How, is, it, is, it, is it a thick book? I don't know. I haven't even seen this damn thing yet. So is she's going to arrive on a fork. It better be like 400 pages. God bless my daughter. It better have the meaning of life in right. it. God bless my daughter. She goes book. and searches online and finds it used for $17. Used. Cool, nice. So she reaches out to the... use a magazine? <laughs> she Sorry. reaches out to the administration, and they're like, oh. Nice. Oh, but she's exposed. She's like... Uh, Who's that, that uh, expose on Channel 7? She's like Chuck Gowdy. She goes, I found this book. It's the same edition. It's this, it's that, and the other thing. But it looks like there's supposed to be an access code. And somebody over there, at least with half a brain, at least ex- said, no, it's okay. Because all the access code is so that you can look at it online, too. One, so two, three, four. So the thing is, you buy <laughs> oh, the book. Five. You oh. buy the book. Yeah. And now what they do is they give you an online book. And this is the craziest thing. You want to read the second chapter? It's right. like, like PlayStation. You want, so, a, you yeah. want a cool skin? No, no, you want no. to play the second level? So the same book is online and in your hand. And some of the high schools, what they do is they tell them, well, you got to have it online and in your hand. You need two copies of the book so they can charge you twice. Why? Why? What is their reason? It's, it's some they sort of scam. They can charge you twice. It's some score, sort of scam. They have to have There's a reason. A, no, it's a scam. It's it, The reason is you're going to do it because we told you to. That's, that's what it seems God like. God wants it this way. Yeah. It's like they wouldn't invoke God in this one. No. <laughs> I mean, God's standing there and he's like, hold on a second. Let me get this straight. You want this kid to buy this one book. Yeah. You want the kid to pay an extra $100 to have it a digital copy? Yeah. Are they going to read both copies at the same time? Yeah. Like, no. Well, they can leave the, the, the Why are you school. doing this? Right. Yeah. Hey, everyone makes mistakes. Like, it's really I, I made the platform. It's the South Side. It's the South Side. It's the South Side Pod. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the South Side Pod. Y'all come back now, here.